to episode 18 of the One Life Podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. Our mission at One Life is to inspire you to take risks, dream big, and to live your life on purpose. Guys, you're about to meet your brand new best friend. <laughs> Courtney DeFeo is tons of fun, and we had a blast chatting with her. Yeah, she's written a best-selling book. She's launched two incredibly successful products. She has an incredible blog, so many things that she does. She's kind of a big deal. She's kind of a big deal, yeah. We're so excited to have her on the podcast today. We cover just about everything in our conversation with Courtney. We chat about being courage lenders, our obsession with The Greatest Showman, the million dreams that keep us awake, how she successfully brought some of those dreams to life, and also, one of my favorite parts, when she talked about how we align our lives with what we value most. Protect your time and money and spend them on your top values. So I would say for you, Jenny and Chris, sit down and say, of all the values, when you're gone and dead or someone thinks about your family, what do they want to know? Say, that family was known for kindness. That family was known for hospitality. That family was known for generosity. What do you want your family to be known for? And then fiercely protect your time and your money spent on that with your kids. She's the best. She is so funny. She's so funny. (laughs) I wasn't ready for the humor that came flying. And she's the very first guest we've ever had in studio. Yes, she is live. So if you notice a little difference. If you notice more fun being had, (laughs) it was was really nice to sit across the table from her. It was. It was so fun. What she shared, the lessons she learned, and things she's talked about from business to family. It's just so, so good. And I know that you guys are going to love it. So without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Courtney. All right, guys, we have a special guest here today. Not only do we have a special guest, but she's live with us. Guys, we have Courtney DeFeo. Courtney, welcome to the One Life Podcast. This is exciting. Y'all, I'm in their home. I know. I, I mean, I just rolled up like we're friends. We are, we are best friends. I'm like, how did you feel coming to a stranger's house? All right, great. Yes, this is Thanks pretty for- normal for me, actually. Yeah. I love strangers. Oh, good, that's awesome. Good. Sometimes more than my family. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now we're friends, so okay. it's good. So you just moved to Texas. Not we so did. Long ago. I'm just, it's all a fog. I feel like it's two-ish years ago. My kids know better than me. But yeah, um, yeah we were originally from Atlanta. Then we did a little blip in Orlando where we threw on some fanny packs and did the Disney mm-hmm. thing. It was awesome. And now nice. we've been here in Dallas for about two years, and we love it. People That's are awesome. super nice. They it's are. real. Texas is for real. And let me tell you this. They're really proud of Texas. There's a lot of stars <laughs> and oh. flags. Whoa. It's real. It's she, real. She grew up here. Like the state history, the Texas history stuff is <laughs> oh. insane. That's like whole courses. And oh yeah, classes we get and indoctrinated. Colleges. Right. And sure. I learned quickly that I cannot claim I'm a Texan. Like mm. you cannot be a Texan unless you were born in Texas, right? You're it's you're adopted real. in though. It's okay. I married one, so officially I think I'm grafted in. You I don't are. know. I don't know. I've had some backlash <laughs> on that. Like you got to be it's... careful with how you say things on Facebook. People are like, actually, no. I'm sorry, you're not. I got, but I got the big earrings. Thank I mean, I'm you. trying to tease my hair. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So, one thing, she told me that you're an Auburn fan and your husband's a Bulldog fan. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, he looked disappointed. Well, I mean, it's, it was a rough SEC championship game for you this year. We had to split up. So, yeah. we have a couple TVs. And at some point, he was so obnoxious, I took the two girls. And I'm like, we're going downstairs, okay, for the Auburn-Georgia game. I was like, downstairs. So, he, yeah. Yeah, it's ugly. But uh, my whole family went there. I feel like we deserve, you know, my mom and dad met there. Both my grandfathers went there. So Auburn's, like, in our family. And then Ryan got his MBA at Georgia. And not that that doesn't count, but I feel like if you just, like, he was, like, barking like a bulldog on day two. And it was just so rude. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, he's a big fan. Um, That's awesome. And Alabama just keeps winning, and that just oh. really annoys me. All right, I want you to hit this okay, one. Okay. Also, we we just have to talk for a second, just quickly, about the Greatest Showman <gasps> because we are obsessed, and I oh. heard you were obsessed as well. Okay. Well, I just ordered three T-shirts last night, and it's <laughs> yes. one of them is like a million dreams in my head. <gasps> There's yes. T-shirts. Because isn't that fit for us people that oh. dream? Oh, yes. First of all, it's got the song. Second of all, there are a million dreams in my head every day. So right? this is like, yeah, yes. we cannot stop. Like I if I, I wrote a blog post about this, but I'm like, if we had the fury to bring that many people to church that we have brought to the movies, <laughs> everyone would I've know. I've gone three times. Yeah. I've seen it three times. Okay, well, that's neat. We've gone six. <laughs> yes. That's precious. Oh. That's cute. My husband's like, have you done the math on how much money you've spent? I'm like, Nope. Shh. No, but my, yeah. but my dreams. My million dreams. But my million oh. dreams. are keeping me awake. Oh I really, yeah. I really want to go on Broadway. It, I need people to know. It does something to your soul. Mm. Like, it is so good. Yeah. And people are like, you're just hyping it. It's no. not. It no. is so good. Yeah. I went and took our kids, and then I was like, Jenny, you have to see. Like, it was not good, because I had my three oldest kids, and I was like, just in reflection mode. It was like, <laughs> Dad, what? Quiet. I'm... <laughs> I am processing right now, okay? <laughs> okay. I mean, the end, we can't give away the end, but when he's having his moment, oh. I mean, I know me and my brother are like trying not to cry together. We're like, oh my God. For real. But this is what y'all talk about. I yes. mean, this oh, is yeah. so important to go, how do you keep your family a priority? How do you yes. chase your dreams? How do you yeah. care about the things that you care about? I mean, this is a great segue to your podcast. I know. Here we go, one yes. life. Yes. All right. Exactly. Well... Courtney, thank you so much for being here, and we can't wait to dive into your story and hear all that you've done. You've done so much. You've written an amazing book that I love and that we use with our kiddos. You've launched several incredible, successful products. You've uh, started a Random Acts of Kindness movement that literally went global. So there's so much that we need to dive in with you. But before we jump into those, I want to go back first to years ago before all of this began, before you were a giant success, (laughs) and you were just a stay-at-home mom with dreams and ideas. So talk to us about that. How did you make your dreams come to life? And we want to hear all about it. Yeah, I wish we had three hours because like anybody's story, I feel like even if you listen to a podcast or you look at someone's Instagram reel, it's just a slice. And so there's so much that goes into it. There's so many. My friends, my family would probably go, oh, you have no idea the mistakes this girl has made and the bumps (laughs) that we have gone through. And so taking it back, I had a corporate career with Chick-fil-A and I mentioned them um, not just because I'm really proud of it. It was a great place to be, but I learned so much there. I learned about how to work at a place that really didn't just say that family matters, but they really put family first and they put relationships first. And so I feel like I got my MBA and um, there at Chick-fil-A. So I was only on staff there for six years, but that place dramatically affected the way that I now see business, the way that I see how to have a positive influence on a community and how to put purpose over everything. So when I left that job to go home and stay home with my kids, that was a significant shift in my heart. Like, I don't want to leave this job. I'm in my sweet spots. They, before the Enneagram came along, Finder was a big deal. And they helped me kind of get in my sweet spot there of teaching in front of a crowd and that kind of thing. So I get home, I stay home. I'm, I'm happy about it because I feel like God called me to do that. But I have this shift in me going, uh-oh, shoot, I've still got these passions. <laughs> and I love being yeah. a mom. Like, I knew God called me. My mom stayed at home with us. 
And I didn't want to miss that season. So there was just, and I know so many parents out there relate going, I have this incredible heart for my kids, but there's also this thing in my heart just stirring. So for a while, I just really did pray about it. I went to North Point Church at the time and Andy Stanley and Jeff Henderson were consistent preachers there. And they would just keep encouraging us to put kind of everything out there with open hands. And that um, praise song that was really popular way back in 2011 that was like, oh. take my life, all of me, for all your glory. I just kind of kept seeing not just my money in my hands, but my heart and my time and my talents and just exactly how God created me. And I'm kind of an innovator, a creative thinker. You know, I could be on Shark Tank every day. I'm like, one more thing. And my husband's like, go to sleep. No more ideas, babe. That's him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Like, no more ideas. You guys are the same, same person. person. Sounds like, yeah. So I was like, Lord, if I gave you all of that and it wasn't to make a profit, and I think some people do need to make a side income, but for me, my husband was providing. And I was like, Lord, what do I do with these ideas and these dreams in this season when I really want to stay focused on my kids? Mm-hmm. So I really prayed about it for a couple years. And I, I wish that we could have a visual right now, but I'll draw you my circles. So what yeah. happened was over here on one side where those ideas were coming. So they were good ideas and they were passions and they were fun. And it wasn't until they collided and I'll overlap the other circle. And over here was what started to happen with pains and problems. And so like say over here was like a cool idea about towels. I was like, man, I see this in the marketplace. That would be so fun. But they were never bubbling up to the point where I was motivated to actually act on it. So it would fizzle out. It wasn't until these crossed over until actually pain and a problem and a hole in the marketplace that involved something that I was like, I could talk about this for the rest of my life. And it actually merged over to my kids where I was like, okay, I don't see virtues and values and things that moms need in the marketplace. And I feel like I could actually do something about that. So you see that kind of crossover where yeah. I was like, oh gosh, now I'm motivated. Absolutely. Because this could actually help my family yeah. and this could actually help other moms. Yeah. And so, you know, that was like, that's worth me taking, not my eye off my kids, but me actually getting in the ball game. And so I swiped my husband's bonus that he got. <laughs> I was like, let me just borrow that for a Thank minute. Thank you, sugar daddy. Yes. I was like, I'll take that. And not everybody has that luxury, but I was like, if you'll just trust me, I really want to go for this. And so thankfully in 2011, I didn't know how many blogs there were. Um, I was like, I think it'd be cool to get a bunch of writers together. Had no idea. There was like 15 of those already. I was like, I was so brilliant. Let's blog. Um, So little light of mine is what I called it. And I just wanted to show people how they could have their kids and their own lives be a light in the community. And my first product that launched was ABC Scripture Cards. And again, I wanted to put stuff in the marketplace. It was like, here's how you practically bring faith to life in a really practical way. Because I thought the churches mm-hmm. were doing a great job, but I didn't know that people had practical things in their home right. to do a great job. So awesome. So that's how it started. And one product. And then, like you said, Light em Up Acts with that Random Act of Kindness was one of the first blog posts that kind of went crazy. That I was like, uh-oh. So it's- tell us about Random Acts of Kindness, and specifically the Light em Up. Was it a challenge or what do you call it? Yeah, I think it was that first fall that I just had started writing and I was really, here's where good ideas start going south is when you're blogging (laughs) when just really you have no care of who's watching. And I think I had like three readers at that point. I was like, I just want to put out what God's putting in my heart and I'm learning. Yeah. And I didn't really have huge income goals. I just was like, let me just throw out there. I think that's always a great place to write from because then it's so honest, it's so authentic, and people know you're not trying to get something from there. It's like you're just trying to put out what, you know, what's being shared. So at that time, I was really frustrated. My kids were like two and five, and they were asking, what are we getting for Christmas? And I'm like, wait, what? It's November. 
So I thought, can we change that conversation? And this again, goes back to that circle. Like there's a problem. I want my kids to not be so focused on what they're getting. And yeah. you know, I want them to be more content and giving at Christmas. So I wrote this rant and it was so long looking back, but I was like, I'm drop kicking that elf. I hate the elf. <laughs> <laughs> I was being honest about how self-indulgent I was around Christmas. And so mm -hmm. I said, we can do something about it. And because yeah. of my marketing background, I was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to program called light them up and we are going to be kind right as we go about life. And the thing I will say for if you're a parent with young kids right now, is you feel so strapped. You feel like, I don't have any time. I'm like in lockdown. I'm in jail, right. basically. Right. I have nowhere to go except Chick-fil-A and Target and Starbucks. <laughs> I'm like, what can I do? You know what I mean? Yes. He's like, yeah, I've seen it's, it on my credit card bill. It's real. real. Yeah. yeah. You're like, so how do I change the world to do something good with my kids when they're this yes. small? And then you call a ministry and they're like, well, they have to be 14 to serve. So I was like, no, they actually can do something because they can destroy my playroom in a matter of 14 <laughs> seconds. It's real. So let's do something. So on the blog, I just said, here are about 25, I can't remember, 50 ideas on what your kids can do right now. So I asked the kids, who could we show kindness to this Christmas? And then we were looking outside of our window and they were like, the garbage men. So that first year, we put a sign on the garbage can that said, thank you for picking up our garbage. There, I'm like, who else right here, like around our house, needs to have you know gratitude that we're thankful for them. So we yeah. said the postman, and I'm done. I didn't invent random acts of kindness. There's people all over the world that do this, but right. for my family, we just started sharing, and I thought, oh, maybe the other ten moms reading my blog will do this too. <laughs> Um, and I was like, oh, somebody else might think they're garbage man. And then we ran over to our neighbor's house and we rode on our um, driveway with sidewalk chalk. And so these are little things to get your kids not just hearing about generosity through a yeah. lecture, but have them actually doing it with their, because then it becomes contagious. It was really powerful. So we called it Light em Up, posted it. And within a matter of like three days, it went like around the world. That's um, so amazing. People were thinking, you know, I saw garbage cans in London and Dubai and just crazy. Yeah. So simple. So, so simple. And just, it really, I think, encouraged families that, you know, you don't have to do these huge, big ideas, and your kids are not too young to make a difference. Absolutely. I love that so much. That is so good. So, so, so that's an amazing start, right? <laughs> just things just kind of like exploding like that. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I love how God, God does that. So one of the things we talk a lot about is courage lending. Mm -hmm. And we shared that concept a little bit. is this whole idea of lending people courage so they can step out into what they're born to do or called to do. And this is kind of the whole idea of one life. And so you had a courage lender in your life. That kind of challenged and encouraged you to step out and take a big leap of faith on your own. I would love to hear that story and unpack that for us. Yeah, I we talked before we started about the Enneagram, and I'm actually um, a two slash three. I need to do some more testing on it. <laughs> so I, I waffle between wanting to save the world and then wondering if I'm delusional about that. And then having this achiever in me that is like, I will just barge down any door and ask for anything. So I have to constantly put people in my life that are wise and pause and go, is this a good idea? Am I just dreaming and making this up? Is this actually possible? Right. And so I've had a number of mentors over my life. And so the first thing I would encourage people to do is just consistently get wise mentors in your life. For sure. And um, I've had one in almost every city that I've lived. And they've just been people that are just gut checks for me to say, is this a good idea? And so I definitely had one that spoke incredible courage into me when ABC Scripture Cards came out. And she said, I'm telling you to go for it. This is amazing. Do not back down on this and you can do it. And that gave me such incredible belief that this was an idea worth pursuing um, and that it was worth the fight. And she said, it's not going to be easy. You need to keep your priorities on you know, your family first, but do yeah. not let this go. So that was a huge one. The second one, when the book came around, right after the Light em Up happened that fall, through the Chick-fil-A connections, I met Lisa Turkhurst, and I got to sit down with her, and she's the president of Proverbs 31. And I, again, in my naivety, didn't know how big of a deal she was, but I just like called a friend and said, hey, can you connect me with Lisa? And we sat down, and 
I said, hey, you've been writing for many years. I had no idea that she was like a big of a deal as she was, thank goodness. And I was like, oh, hey. So I said, can you just give me advice? And, and I would tell anyone, don't ask for something from somebody. Just ask for advice. Ask for counsel. Don't ask them to like promote you. Don't ask for a tweet. Just say, what can I learn from you? And yeah. that's all I did. It's so good. Um, and so I sat down and said, what advice would you give me? And she said, I would tell you to speak and share from your struggles, not how awesome you are. And if you look back at her last three books that have gone New York Times bestsellers, she's talked about her struggle with weight and food. Made to Crave would be a bestseller. Uh-huh. She talked about, now I'm going to forget them all, um, best uninvited. yes, uninvited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she talked about rejection. She yeah. talked about her struggle with saying no. And yeah. so I think she just gave me that courage it's to keep going and being vulnerable yeah. and not sharing and feeling this pressure to be awesome. But in that meeting, she said, I think that you're a better writer than you think. And I think you need to think about writing a book. And I'm like, what? I've written one <laughs> blog post that went well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so she said, come to my conference called She Speaks and just bring a book proposal. And never in my mind like, had that what? ever <laughs> crossed my mind to write a book. But in that one moment, she gave me the courage to dream that I might be able to do that. So cool. And so that began a journey with the Lord to say, if I ever were to write a book, what would I write about? And, and and here's how I think about books. It's not that I, again, I have it right in front of me. It's not that I would hand you something on, here's all I know. Yeah. It's like if we were only to have this day in this 40 minutes and I wanted to leave you with more that I've learned from my mentors and more that God's told me, here's all the things if we had one yeah. car. Or I left this earth and I'm like, yeah. I want my kids to know something. Here's the one thing I would just really want you to know. And so that really inspired me to write it from that perspective um, to say, here's a few things that others have taught me or that I would just want to encourage somebody else and um, so that is really, and Light Him Up was a big inspiration of that. This, and we can dive into it. But yeah, yeah, so the book is called In His House We Will Giggle. I love this so much. This is actually how I heard of you. I heard an interview that you did on Focus on the Family years ago mm-hmm. talking about the book, and I loved it so much. I grabbed it, and we started using it with our kids, and it's so practical. I love how it's organized. I need that for my brain. It's wonderful. So talk a little bit about the heart behind it and how it's kind of broken up into one virtue per month. Um, I love that so much. So I want to hear the heart behind it and what you're hoping people get out of it. Yeah. And for those of you that have a dream in your heart, I know a lot of your folks listening do that. Yeah. One of the things that helped me come up with what, um, it's not just what you want to write, but what's resonating with people, I yeah. think is a good indication. And if you go in the back door of Pinterest, there's a way, and I don't have the exact link and we can maybe link it up on your show notes. But if you go to Pinterest, your site and source, you can kind of see the back door of what people are pinning from your site. And I would notice that everyone was pinning a virtue and a really practical idea like the generosity idea people want that one practical stuff from me every mom agreed on like i agree with you i want patient kids i want kind kids i want you know responsible kids but i want exactly like practically how how to do it like we don't just need the rah-rah like yes grace yes patience they're like give me three things i can do today yes and so that kept being a theme on what was like taking off and getting traction for my blog and so i really started thinking that's something I can do. I mean, if I got paid at Chick-fil-A to make people fall in love with chicken, I can like certainly <laughs> I can certainly help people fall in love with the Lord and do it really practical. You did a great job on the chicken thing. Oh, thanks, was thanks. Really... I was one of the players. So let me take you back to, to my childhood. Loved growing up in a Christian home. No fault of my parents, no fault of my pastor. But somehow I got the message 
that Christianity was rules and lectures and like a bad thing. And mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to like, and so many of us ran from it because we needed our time to like see if it was for us. Yeah. But I, when I experienced God so for real after college, I was like, this is good. Like who left out that message right. that like loving yeah. God was so fun. Yeah. Like this is not for uncool kids. Like I'm like, somebody <laughs> needs to throw a party and be like, this is awesome. Yeah. So my heart was really like, how in the titles in this house, we will giggle, making virtues, love, and laughter a daily part of your family life. And my heart was like, how do I get this, all this stuff in the Christian faith from my kids' head that they don't just have to know it all and be a good Christian kid down to their hearts and let them actually live it out in a way that gets in their business. And they're like, whatever this is, I want to be a part of it. Let's take ABC scripture cards. They don't have to know them all because they have to be a good kid and perform for me. Like, I want scripture in their heart. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, when you're yeah. scared at night, he cares it's for you. It's there. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting way off topic. But no, I love that's it. That's how the book started. Yes. So it's got 12 chapters, and I thought if I could give a gift to a mom, I would say, here are the 12 virtues. You could pick mm-hmm. two or three. I wanted you to be able to pick up whichever ones you were passionate about. But here's the 12 that I think are biblical, that my husband and I agree upon, and then really practical activities on you know, for generosity, here's how you go do light them up. For patience, here's an activity you could try today. Yeah. Like it is a conversation starter that you two could sit down today and say, hey, we're really struggling with respect in our family. Let's talk about these ideas. Here's some actual phrases we could use and then make it your own. Well, I am living proof. We are living proof that it is so practical and helpful. We literally, the other night, we're like, this house is a mess. We need to have a family meeting and we're going to talk about responsibility. And in the back of my head, I'm like, where's Courtney's book? I need that book. And I literally grabbed it and I was like, I know there's a virtue in here on responsibility. And sure enough, there it was. And I used that. There's a a nice kid-friendly definition that Mm -hmm. you can explain because how many times have you tried to explain something big to your child and you realize, oh, I have no clue what this is because I cannot explain it. You know, they say that like, until you can explain it to a child, you don't really understand something. Totally. Yeah. And like, it's so true. Yeah. Like patience. My kids, I just tell them, is waiting with a happy heart. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It is hard to wait when you're at a restaurant and they're starving. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, just sit here happy. It's going to be two more hours. <laughs> like, you know, or like when you're on a plane and I'm having a, I hate waiting on the tarmac. I like lose my mind. And my kids truly looked over one of them and said, mom, patience, waiting with a happy heart. I'm like, oh, oh man. So be awesome. ready. They will sling this stuff right back to you. I love it. By the way, most of this has not come easy for me. Most of this is what everything I need. And anyone yeah. that's working on a project, I got news for you. The guy's going to like break you down and be like oh perfect you're writing a parenting book let me just show you all the areas you Uh need to like shore up or if you're writing a marriage book they're like hey guess what your marriage is a disaster right oh my god right yeah so my kids would probably flip through this and be like yeah yeah mom mom you probably need to work on forgiveness (laughs) here's your virtue card yeah you probably need to go spend some time on that well i love it and i think the type a's out there will really love it because you have these virtue cards that go along with each chapter of the book and what we do is we'll go over you have one for february one for january february is love january is joy right and you can literally take the card put it up on your fridge and then when everybody's hanging out eating snacks every day you can go hey let's talk about this and it's right there up on the fridge there's a verse that goes along with it so you pass by it every day and you go okay we're thinking about courage this month or we're thinking about joy we literally have courage and perseverance up on our fridge Mm -hmm. right now because that's what we need and so it's great to have it up there and we're focusing on it as a family so they're just wonderful yeah the thing that it is is it's the mom style because i'm no dummy like everybody's pretty cute right now and i'm like if i don't make it cute for the mom space it's going in the closet so i'm like if it's not gonna like sit out next to her candle and her little joanna gaines ish like set up on the kitchen counter it's so gonna go away so it's gonna look cute it's gotta be able to go in the fridge or be able to be frameable 
And so that was the thing that was like, Lord, take what I've learned in the Chick-fil-A marketing world, merge it with the Christian faith. But like, can we get rid of the 1980s style? We'll make it actually something that we want to put out so we'll remember to teach it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And um, we appreciate that so much. Yes. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> okay, so I do want to jump into your book a little bit more. I love it so much. And one of the things that I loved and I was like scribbling and underlining in the margins in the intro you talked about when you wrote this book that you had a specific dream or a vision for your family even before you became a mom and you longed for your house to be a home that was full of joy and grace and a place where amazing memories were made and giggles were heard. But when you and your husband started your family, the reality was very different than the dream life that you had envisioned. And we talk a lot at One Life about being intentional, living your life on purpose, and making sure that your life lines up with your values. So talk more about that. Was there a specific kind of wake up moment for you where you realized that things needed to change? And how did you start moving towards the life that you envisioned? Yeah, I think the easiest way for all of us to relate to that is think about the times you weren't a parent and you went through the grocery store and you're like, that lady is a disaster. Like she is <laughs> feeding her kids food straight off the shelf. Like the kid's got food all over his face. She, she has no shoes on. Like that mom looks like a wreck. And you're like, and oh, when I'm a mom, their room's going to look like this Pottery Barn catalog. <laughs> and second of all, my hair is going to be amazing. I will never wear elastic pants. Like you had this whole like list. So you know what I mean? <laughs> And then they got here, and you're thinking, what in the world? It's 190 times harder than you thought. You're, you know, you didn't know you had an anger problem. You're angry. You you think your (laughs) husband's a big loser. Like, everything just explodes. And so your expectations go from, like, oh, my kid's going to change the world to be a pastor. And then you're like, wait. I've got new goals. I'm going to keep them out of jail. And, like, (laughs) brush their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe brush their teeth. Like, when I went to the dentist, and they're like, I'm going to have to floss people. I don't even floss my teeth. I floss their teeth. Like, it's so shocking how much we have to be responsible for. So, I think one of the biggest verses that gave me total freedom in the area of their faith and just their soul was Deuteronomy 6-7. And it talks about impressing it among their children as they go about life. And my mentor, who's passed away, I was crying all the way here going, I need her. Like, I need her bad right now. But... She just said she had a mentor group. And again, I go back to like getting around, even in those hardest seasons, fighting for time to pull away. And just even if it's a coffee night or once a month, someone that will give you perspective to get out of the weeds and just say like, I can't wait until they're 10 to be intentional. I can't yeah. wait because it does not come. Like no. there's not a new, a better time to yeah. like start investing in them. It will always be crazy. My yeah. mind are eight and 11. It's still crazy. So crazy. And I only yeah. have two, um, but it's crazy. Kids with one, kids with adopted, no matter what your situation For is, sure. it's crazy town all the time yeah. with kids. And so Deuteronomy 6, 7 gave me this freedom to say, it's not going to look like what you think. Like in my head, it was going to look like a devotion. And we sat down at the table and we all had broccoli and, and then we like, and then the father brought out the Bible and I was like, this is a circus. Like what is happening? And so she gave me the freedom to say, as you go about life, talk to them. Like Mm -hmm. as I'm putting them to bed, I'm saying, Ella, I know you're scared. I've been scared at night and it's okay. And let's talk. What What do you think God thinks about that? Well, H is he cares for you. So then she comes home from preschool and I'm like, we have a talk. And she says, hey, someone was mean to me at school today. And I'm like, and I say, what did you do back? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, what's the K verse? And she's four and says, uh, keep your tongue from evil. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to say anything back. And it's not because I'm a great mom. It's because God so kindly put this resource in my heart. And you don't need my cards to do this. Like just pick out four verses, short verses out of the Bible and put them in your fridge and just memorize them with your kids just yeah. to have something to say, but I think that helped me transition from 
Lord, help me be in the moment and even just prod me to go, as I'm driving them to school this morning, go, hey, last night I was really angry and I'm so sorry and just model forgiveness for them. Say, mom does not want to be an angry mom and I'm really sorry for how I treated you last night. And so I think the other thing that you mentioned was being intentional and I've noticed the habits that we created of just bite-sized achievable habits. So we have these big dreams and you may see people on your Facebook feed that have these amazing vacations or they go to this family camp and you're like, oh my gosh, we're never gonna be able to afford that or we'll never be able to actually go to dinner and sit down and actually get along. So protect your time and money and spend them on your top values. So I would say for you, Jenny and Chris, sit down and say, of all the values when you're gone and dead or someone thinks about your family, what do they want to know? Say, that family was known for kindness. That family was known for hospitality. That family was known for generosity. What do you want your family to be known for? And then fiercely protect your time and your money spent on that with your kids. Even if it's like, we will always, no matter what money we have, we will always do a family vacation because the relationships between our kids matter. Mm-hmm. Or we will always be generous and we will fight like crazy to make that a part of our weekly lives. Mm-hmm. Or we will always invest in people that are far from God. Our home will be Friday night pizza nights and someone's coming over every Friday night. And so it's these, these habits, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, and what I'm hearing you saying is it's one decision at a time. It's yeah. daily focusing on little steps that we can take and move towards that life. Yeah. Are we moving towards that every yeah. day? We can all do that. We can yeah. all do something small every day to move towards that life and, that we yeah. that we long for. And I would say give yourself a ton of grace because my sister and I are vastly different people. So where I'm like a thing a day, like I'm a psychopath, like I'm the girl <laughs> on Pinterest. I'm like at Christmas, I'll do one Rain Max kindness a day and I'll put a cute tag on it and a bow. My sister's like, you, I can't even read your blog. You're like stressing me out. And so <laughs> she's like, I'll do chill what? out. Yeah. She's yeah. like, relax sister. I'm trying to just get my boys in the bed and keep them alive. So she's like, Hey, I'll do a plate of cookies at Christmas. We'll all do one play date and we'll all go to the fireman. And that's good for me. Right. And so she's had the maturity to say, just because me and you are different doesn't mean God values you yes. over me. That's so good. And so us getting comfortable in our own skins that your family will be vastly different than mine. And the mm-hmm. way it looks like will be so different. Right. And this is a hard time to be a kid in comparison and be a parent in comparison. For sure. And go, we got to listen to that and kind of tune people out and go, that person goes to every birthday party. And their gifts are freaking amazing. And we go, we don't. We can't do birthday parties. Y'all have five kids. There's no way y'all could go to all those birthday parties. (laughs) No way. You'd never have a thing. You'd never have family time if you went to every birthday party in every class. You'd go on to your siblings' birthday parties. (laughs) (laughs) There are five of those. Well, they would have no college education if you bought all those gifts. (laughs) And someone's going to judge you for that. And you're like, sorry. You need to be consistent with what you Mm -hmm. feel like are supposed to be here. And that's easier said than done. But But it's so huge. It's hard. So for the fellows out there, yeah. I'm going to throw you a little curveball. I want to talk a little bit about just your relationship with your husband. And, you know, you're, you're a dreamer and you've, you've had wins and all these things or whatever. We talk a lot about risks. Talk to me about just the conversations for you and your husband. And as you have a new idea, or a new project, and it sounds like he swiped his bonus. But, I mean, he sounds like a pretty awesome cat. But just kind of walk me through what that looks like as you guys process that together. Yeah, we've had – Ron is amazing. Ron is um, – you know, God just knows who you're supposed to marry, but he's such a consistent, logical, <laughs> smart, <laughs> fiscally responsible human. And I'm like, and we are so on opposite scales where I'm like, hey, 
let's just, um, you know, buy this for this stranger and invite them over for dinner. And he's like, um, I don't know, maybe we should lock the doors and protect our families. So, um, so we're just a great balance for each other. And I have to pull him out of that. You know, he's very risk averse. And I'm like, let's try this. I feel like God's asking us to do something crazy. And it's and we can't actually write it off on our taxes. This is like crazy. Right. And he's like, hey, I feel like you're going crazy. Can we pull you back a little bit? So we're a good balance That's for each awesome. other. But in the parenting realm, I think over time, I've had to ask him to trust me and not squash my dreams and say, when you said that, it made me feel like you don't believe in what God's saying to me. Um, that hurt and be really honest with him. He can feel like I'm making him not feel enough in his faith. So I have to be really careful not to pull him into my antics and make him feel like he needs to step up to meet me where I am. Mm -hmm. And that's a very delicate balance because he's felt like in times I've been like, you need to be more generous. You need to step up in this area. And go, he's got his own journey, and it looks so different. Like, he's an executive at a huge company, and he's doing amazing things. It right. just looks super different right. than I do it. Um, and so we haven't always gotten it right, but I think honesty and communication. And also in the parenting realm is when I go back to him and say, here's where I need you for the girls. Here's how you are uniquely designed to be the father of these girls, and I can't do this without you. And because I'm a headstrong, like, go-getter, he feels that way sometimes that he's kind of into, I don't. we don't need him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we need you. Mm. We need Absolutely. you more than you ever know, and i got to keep reminding him of that. That's so good. That's great. Cool. Thank you. One more question before our lightning round. I'm so curious to know how you handle this because I think as moms and as dads, we experience this tension of loving our kids so much and not wanting to miss a single second of their precious lives. We want to pour ourselves out for them in a way that matches this incredible level of love that we feel for them. And at the same time, in order to be the mom they need us to be or the dad they need us to be, the one that's fully alive, the version of myself that's fully alive, we have to find ways to do what God's put inside us to do that make us come alive. So I'm always asking moms, and particularly moms who are going after their dreams, how do you balance that? What does it look like for you as a mom who's loving her kids well and loving her man well, but also pursuing the God-given dreams and gifts that he's put inside of you? So speak to that. Yeah. Okay. Can I come back and talk about that for an hour? Because that's like a huge conversation. But <laughs> it's it part two so of our podcast. It is major. Um, so in... I'll try to make this quick, but man, it's a it's a big struggle. And I will I keep mentioning him, but he had a huge impact in my life. But Andy Stanley said it this way: there are tensions to manage, and there are problems to solve. Balance, if so you can get your head around this, is a tension you have to manage basically your whole life. And so many of us try to solve tension or solve balance in a way that's like I'm going to fix this. I'm yeah. going to be balanced. You will not. Yeah. It's like this is just a constant conversation. And Ron is so helpful in this. When I'm literally melting down, he's like breathe, mm -hmm. stop working, come here. What can we pause? And Bob Goff says he quits something every Thursday and Ron has to make me quit <laughs> stuff. He's like, you yeah. just made up that blog series. Like yeah. you just created work for yourself. Like uh -huh. no one's asking you for that. I know you think you have all these like adoring fans, like waiting for your blog post to come through. Like, I love you. Like he's such a grounder. It's like, stop creating chaos in your life. Uh -huh. So the other big visual I want to give you is that I asked like a year ago, like I just felt really convicted. Like I had, I had created a monster and should I just shut it all down? And so I asked, God, like, if you will tell me no, I will quit it all and I will fully support Ron and the kids and I will bench myself for the next 10 years. You just give me the no. And I was like terrified of his answer. And his answer was actually simmer. And so I saw this big stove that said the boiling pots. I had probably eight boiling pots on the stove. One was products, one was speaking, one was writing, one was kids, one was activities in the school, volunteering, and they were all on high. 
and God was asking me to simmer almost all of them, except for a new project I'm working on and my children and my husband and my marriage. And so I think to tell people it's seasonal and it's personal, and this is a very, balance is a personal thing, which means you got to go to God and say, what are you asking me to do in this season? It's not forever. It's the six months. It's this year. Yeah. And so I had to go back and say, I love to speak. I love it, but I can't do it. I, it's too much and I can't do it all the time. And so podcasts are great. I can mm-hmm. come over here in 20 minutes. Yeah. So I had to figure out how he can get creative and, and still letting me be passionate, be fully alive, but be at carpool. I yeah. love being at field trips. I love being present. This is going by so fast and I yes. do not want to miss my girls growing up. So um, I don't want to be true to what I wrote in my book and not say I talked about all these virtues, but my kids were the exact opposite. Mm. And so simmering those has been a hard, hard choice, but one mm. I'm trying to be committed to. Not perfectly. Yeah. No, that's that's so great. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think it's so important too that that we keep the fire going though. Like mm. you didn't say like God's answer to you was not no. It wasn't. Mm. You were you were fearful that it might be, but yeah. you laid it before him. I think that's what's important. Yeah. Like we lay it before him and we go, God, this is who you made me to be. You know that. And mm. you know that my kids need me to be fully alive. They need to know that those things in me are there and mm-hmm. I need to be using them. Even if it's small, even if I keep it on simmer yeah. while they're young, that they can look up and go, wow, mom's really good at this, that she's good at more than just laundry and cooking. Yeah. You know? like, and I think our scale is so skewed right now. We think it has to be huge, but it's like, what yeah. if my heart is for tween girls? Yeah. But right now, every Wednesday I'm with Ella and I'm with 10 girls Yeah. and I'm, I'm speaking into 10 girls lives. And that could be the biggest impact I could have in the kingdom yeah. right now. Than the thousands that as, as as big as it is in my head, God's like right now, just stays with Ella, yeah. with Ella. And so I think we get because of the world we're in, we look at Instagram followers and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm a loser because my program isn't massive and I don't have. But no, it doesn't have to be numbers. It really right. doesn't. It has to be faces, people that you're in a relationship with. It has to be local first. Yeah. And you just do what he calls you to do and let him handle the results, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. we're not in charge of the outcome. He's in charge of the outcome. Yeah. We're in charge of being faithful. Yeah. So. So. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end. We're going to land this plane. No! We've got three <laughs> questions that we love to ask everyone. Yeah. I'll give them to you rapid fire and okay. let you answer them. What, what book has changed your life? What discipline or habit is the biggest difference in your life? And what's one piece of advice you'd give the younger you? So what book has changed your life? Love does. By Bob Goff. I think for so long I felt like my personality is too much. And Bob gave me the freedom to go, if that crazy idea pops in my head to love somebody that big, it's okay to go Go for for it. Go for it. Love that. He's like one of my favorite voices to impersonate. Uh, Do it. Do it. You got to do it. Now I'm like, you guys, it's the greatest. I just love, love does. He's like verbal confetti, someone said. When he speaks, like, I don't know. That was like 38 (laughs) points, and and it worked. It all worked. Right. He can pull anything off. Oh, he's just the best. best, That's great. I love that book. Okay. Discipline or habit that's made the biggest difference in your life? Oh, I'm like the least disciplined person ever. But (laughs) there's one we're actually doing as of late. Because Ron is super disciplined and he gets annoyed with me. Um, <laughs> Sundays. We are actually pulling out a whiteboard on Sundays and it sits in our kitchen and we write down what we all have going on for the week. I know this is like people are super disciplined. Like, yeah, great idea, lady. But I'm 41. <laughs> I just got around to this. But we write down each kid, what they have going for the week, what we're going to eat. And we sometimes, we love to eat out. I hate to cook. Ron's like, if we could even just eat twice, Court, if you could like put two meals on the table. Oh, so same, be like, girl. We are same. That's a win. When two meals come but, on the table at our house, 
It's like, oh, that yeah. was a huge week. Oh my gosh. And so like just seeing it and like, and I'm like so ADD, I have to go back. I'm like, wait, what's today? Oh, yeah. and I will, I've been known to like not pick them up for stuff because I'm like that flighty. I'm like on a podcast or a phone call. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're at soccer, like by themselves. And so, <laughs> so Sundays make me feel like, all right, we have a plan we for the plan. week. Ron and I have actually sat for 30 minutes and communicated. There's no like, cause there's been years of my life where we're so frazzled and so there's no margin and we're so out of touch. And so yep. that balance thing is quitting stuff, getting margin where we actually have time to sit and be with each other. And that's so good. We're getting there. I love I'm, it. I'm not the poster for margin, but we're getting there. That's huge. Yeah. All right. And what piece of advice would you give to the younger you? Mm, this is a tough one. I would say, because I'm a two and the Enneagram and the, I love to change the world, that I would say spend as much time in creativity caring for you and your family as you do for caring for the world. Mm, that's so good. Because I am really good at caring for strangers, like I said when we started, but I'm really terrible about caring for myself and Ron. And my counselor, I would say go to a counselor. My counselor said to me last week, none of the people on Instagram are going to be with you next to your bed when you're dying. And I was like, ow. <laughs> and she was like, uh, I was like, my mom. And she said, no, Ron will. Ron will be yeah, there. Yeah. And so it was just such a, it was a hard thing to take in, but it's true. Yeah. It's so true. And she's like, I bet you're really creative in how you love others. I'm like, yeah, I am. And really like extravagant. So if I would just remind myself to love myself that way and love Ron that way, we could go really far. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I just want to say and lend some courage. It sounds like you guys have gone really far and done mm. some great things already. So be proud of that. And uh, God's going to keep using you. And so it's just, it's an honor to have you here. Thank you for spending this time with us. And um, yeah, you're awesome. Hey, to be continued, we're going to hang out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're going to be new friends with my brother. Get ready. Let's yes. do it. Hey, who's your brother? Tell Drew right. McClure. So he's got a podcast yeah. that I think is a lot like what you guys are up to. And I'm just really proud of your courage. And um, I can't wait to be a lender for you. Thank you. I'm excited what you're up to. Let's do it. All right. Where can people find you? And, and connect with you. Mm-hmm. CourtneyDefeo.com. DeFeo means of ugly in Spanish. How about that? <laughs> just throw that in. He failed to mention that when we were dating. That's a really pretty name. I yeah, said that I on it's... Focus on the Family, by the way, which was didn't go over amazing with my in-laws. <laughs> they're like, they're thanks a lot because they're Italian. So you know, we're... anyway. <laughs> you good? We... CourtneyDeFeo.com. <laughs> yeah. CourtneyDeFeo.com. And where can they find you? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that, all that stuff. Uh, most of my shenanigans go down on um, Instagram. Okay. Courtney underscore DeFeo. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes so people can find you mm-hmm. and follow you and see all your shenanigans. All right. Thanks so much. You're the best. Adios. Love all right. You. Love you, mean it. <laughs> Love you, Love you. Well, that was tons of fun. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. We love Courtney, and I hope you guys do too. Man, she has really, it's been cool after this interview how we really have become friends and how she's been impacting our lives. But also, our prayer is that as you guys listen to this, that the same thing will happen for you. So I'm going to encourage you, reach out to Courtney, tell her how this message impacted you, because she would love to hear from you. What a great conversation. We really enjoyed our time with Courtney, and we hope you guys did too. We hope you'll go check out her book, In This House We Will Giggle, and her virtue cards that go along with those. We'll have all the links we talked about in today's episode over at our website in the show notes. 
onelife.work/podcast. And as always, thank you so much for listening. This episode blessed you. We would love for you to take a minute, subscribe, rate, and review, and share this podcast with somebody. What was neat is we heard so many of you who listened to Mark and Jan's podcast yeah. last week, and you shared it, and it helped people. And I heard people who say, "Man, I listened to it four times with my husband." I literally probably listened to it ten times. Yeah. It's so good. So good. So when you share and you spread the word, it it helps and impacts people's lives, and it, it means a lot to us. Thank you. Well, that is episode 18 in the books. So good. Well, we're going to close this out like we always do. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it it well. well.